0: Customer order updates got you freaking? How about your customer? Let's check in with them.
1: Where is my order? I expect a response in 20 minutes or I'll leave a one-star review everywhere, including your mom's house.
0: Yikes. What if customers could find their own orders with Ventoff Order Lookup, the Shopify app that makes order tracking a breeze? With Ventoff Order Lookup, customers quickly and easily search for their own orders in your store with their email address or their order number. No more wasting time and losing your sanity trying to track down orders for customers. Try Ventoff Order Lookup today and get your order tracking under control. Just search Order Lookup in the App Store to start your free trial.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry about that. You know what? My order was at the front door the whole time. Five stars.
0: In episode 437, way back, in 437, we heard from John Roman, CEO of subscription box companies, Battlebox, and Carnivore Club, on how they had done subscriptions right. And when I say right, I mean it paid off when they were acquired for somewhere between $10 and $20 million. Okay, so it's way closer to $20 million than $10. Now, that predictable recurring revenue model is extremely attractive to us, and also attractive to buyers. And now it's easier to do than ever on Shopify with their their selling plans features. But it's also hard. It's hard to get people to commit to a recurring expense, more so than a one-time purchase anyway. And so I've got someone here who's gonna continue to help us with this. A, A consultant, a tactical practitioner. Our guest today worked at Bold Commerce previously. Andre Rudnick started Good Subscription Agency in 2020. And as far as we know... That's the first agency to work exclusively with Shopify subscription brands. And so in this episode, we're going to pick his brain. We're going to find out two very important things that will hockey stick your revenue. We'll find out how to increase subscription conversion and lower subscription churn. After all, subscribers are your highest paying, what? most loyal customers. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Tech nasty. And this is... Is the unofficial Shopify podcast? All right, Andre, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kurt. I am thrilled to have a a practitioner and an ex an ex Bold person here who uh, helped. Uh, shout out to Bold and, and Jay Myers for believing in us early on as an early sponsor uh, for many years. And it, Bold, that was like one of the first you know upsell apps. So I'm I'm hyping up your background here. And if you work at Shopify, they'll, employees will call themselves folk. Like, sometimes you get, like, a, a cute name for yourself in in some organizations.
1: Um, did Bold have one of those? I'm just curious. Yes. Yeah, no. Bold's uh, real diehard Bold uh, employees are Boldies. And Boldies? Bold, <laughs> Boldies, yeah. And Bold actually used to do a Boldie Award every single year where, you know, it, it's a shout out to somebody who's been going above and beyond for the team. So um, Bold actually takes the culture really, really seriously. Um, and I think it shows it's it's one of the best places to work at locally and also one of the, obviously, e-commerce uh, big pieces on the Shopify ecosphere. Yeah.
0: And so that's in Winnipeg. Are you in Winnipeg?
1: Yes, I'm based out of Winnipeg. I'm actually one floor above the old bold office since uh, they went all remote and distributed uh, pretty much. And uh, yes, it is very snowy. It is minus 22 um, Fahrenheit. Which I don't even oh, know Fahrenheit. how Fahrenheit. I was yes. doing the conversion from Celsius. Yeah. But oh, well, it's supposed to be minus thirty degrees tonight Celsius, so I don't even know what that. Yeah. So yeah,
0: minus thirty degrees Celsius is minus twenty two
1: Fahrenheit. There we go. Brutal. Yes. Yeah. It's it's one of those. I did barbecue last night though. So oh
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm still. It's like thirty forty here, and I'm still using my grill on the porch. But it's mm-hmm. n- <laughs> you you move quickly. Yeah. Okay. So if we're gonna talk about
1: subscriptions,
0: there's something I gotta get out of the way first. Have you run subscription store
1: yourself a great question it's like why why am i an authority on this question um totally uh and um i think the reason or i guess the technical answer is yes technically actually our our agency websites built on shopify all of our agency billings done through a subscription app so it's kind of we're you know walking the walk Um, all right all right i'll i'll give it to you but but that's that's aside Uh, as an aside um as you said We've decided to work exclusively with subscription brands on Shopify. And that actually, because we are so niche, that gives us a lot of time on stick. So where an average agency does four to six subscription projects in a year, we launch that many projects every single month. So it helps Whoa. us It helps us understand what works on the conversion side, what works on the churn side. So we worked with consumables like toilet paper and meal plans to curated boxes and loot boxes and membership, uh, membership subscription businesses. So, um that actually is is one of the big uh big boosters of saying no to many projects on Shopify and just working with exclusively subscription brands,
0: okay, and there are a couple interesting things in there you mentioned. Do you have any favorite
1: store subscription stores you've worked on? um one my favorite one is i Oh, it's hard. It's hard to call out. It's hard to call out a brand. Which which of your children is your favorite? Yes, Um, I'll call out Dwell differently. So they are a very interesting uh, quote Bible quote memorization toolkit. It's a monthly membership, and they send you basically. It's a It's a tattoo. It's a keychain and a print, and it's a monthly thing. And they really believe in they. They actually align with us a lot on what it means to be good to your subscribers. They think long term they're not just thinking of it, okay, we need to build a conversion funnel. It's like how do we provide more perks for our members and their average customer lifetime value as a result is like ten x or eleven x their uh their average order value, so it's like twelve months, thirteen months is uh how often, uh, how long as an average subscriber stays with them so um i would I would have to call them they were also the first ones to really jump in with us and these are. The audience here's
0: like armchair Bible scholars, like we're going <laughs> to remember our Bible verses. I'm always yeah.
1: impressed by people who could do that. Oh, uh, it's they well they make it fun and unique and different, which is like it it's sounds real, like it. Yes, and, and the thing is that space. Um, and I'm Canadian. I this was a new thing to me, but um, the idea of mega churches has been like wild to me. But it's a massive. I mean, obviously, it's a massive industry, and people are really diehard fans of it. So,
0: yeah, me- I I guess in the U S, like you of. If you live near a mega church, you pretty quickly stop thinking about it as unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's I live near one and it's like, "Oh, well, you got to avoid that street cuz they're probably letting out right now and it's going to be wild." <laughs> it's yes, yes, be great. Uh, so, back in 2015, and mm-hmm. I posed the same question to to John Roman, we saw I think we saw subscription box businesses peak, mm-hmm. right? And so that was 7 years ago. Today, are they still viable or is it a fad? This is such a softball question, but like, given how un- inescapable they were yeah. at that time, it, what happened since then? Like, give me give me your impression of the environment.
1: Yeah. I think the subscription space and um, if you listen to some of the research or, you know, market research from people like uh, Subta, um, which is a subscription trade, trade organization. Um, Subta. It sub- rolls off the tongue. It does. It does. Uh, they, they're they talking about actually subscriptions within e-commerce is actually the fastest growing aspect of e-commerce. Um, and I think the reason for that, uh, and if we just look at Shopify specifically, since 2015, um, two massive things happened. Um, one, Shopify released their subscription API. And what that means from a, t- from a completely non-technical standpoint, now there's a ton of new subscription apps that are um, super viable for a lot of niche cases. So previously you had, you had to build your own checkout experience. That was not possible for a lot of uh, a lot of startups. So you had like, okay, do you want a bold subscription or do you want a uh, recharge? And uh, now you have a ton of really good subscription apps that allow for really awesome build-a-box experiences, gifting experiences. And so I think that's one piece. And then the second piece, and that would happen roughly in 2020. And then the second piece is we're seeing ad costs go up and up and up and they become less and less effective, essentially. So a lot of brands are starting to look at and hearing from their investors, like, listen, you need to start looking at boosting your customer lifetime value. You need to start building longer, uh, basically, yes, longer runway for yourself. And you do, and a lot of people are talking about recurring revenue. Um, So I think those two aspects of a booming Shopify subscription app game and uh, rising ad costs and customer acquisition costs is what's propelling kind of this growth into subscriptions.
0: So we had, you know, when it became possible and accessible, it exploded in 2015. And that was kind of fad-like. And then like, people ran into limitations of it, and we hit saturation, and then people pulled back from it. Shopify then later uh, introduces selling plans, and it is, is able to the previous versions of these apps had replaced the checkout mm-hmm. which created issues it was kind of a strange experience mm-hmm. mostly it worked but also there were trade offs yeah and Anal- now,
1: analytics problems and yeah yeah
0: and so those problems are just gone because we have a a much closer to native integration here and so the combination of all right now the the technical barrier to entry goes down again mm-hmm. and then you combine that with hey rising ad costs slimming profits let's Really lean on these this recurring revenue because then we're not it's, it's more profitable right yep. we don't have to keep paying to acquire new customers in quite the same way yep. and so all right you do make a good case for uh the the continued success of subscriptions now you, with subscriptions you've got like the the typical conversion rate in e-commerce is like man if you get over two and a quarter that's excellent in subscriptions I bet it's even it's it's got to be lower because there's a a scary limitation there and that it's like well I'm not buying this once I'm buying this forever no. yeah you know, i don't uh i don't want that that recurring charge on my credit card uh to come as a surprise no. and so what's like a what's your benchmark certainly you have a rule of thumb for this subscription conversion rate is good or bad
1: you know, it's really difficult. It's actually it because it, it's so brand specific, obviously, it depends on their traffic mix. And it's really hard to say. But I have seen brands convert at three to four percent. But however, if you're a membership business and all thing you do is a one single skew, it's a lot easier to convert somebody to one single product and build your whole website around just sign up for this thing that is a recurring payment every month. Um I do believe that fundamentally the subscription conversion is actually the most valuable conversion in e-commerce because the the reliable info that we see from all of our brands is once somebody becomes a subscriber over a one-time customer, the customer lifetime value goes up by two hundred to three hundred percent. So um, if you can get them over that extra hump of, hey, this is you could do a one-time purchase. However, if you subscribe and save, which this comes with zero risk. it's literally the best way to buy from us. It's pre-selected on the page. Why would you go with one time purchase when it's even more expensive? Then you create uh, that's yes, that fundamentally is the challenge um and can, trying to communicate all of that with a web page uh, is is tricky the you said hey it's pre-selected
0: on the page. It's no risk because you know cancel any time and then <laughs> these this new generation of subscription apps much easier for the customer to manage their own um their their own subscription without uh-huh. having to like email customer service and be annoyed about it no. um oh but yes is it a good idea to have it default to subscription as opposed to one time purchase i only bring this up is recently we built a uh, a, a website that sold jerky uh-huh. and beef jerky and they in, they started offering subscriptions it's a consumable good of uh-huh. course you should offer subscriptions but it had the default installation, um, and I don't remember which which subscription app this was. Was it defaulted to subscribe and save, and then yep. the customer would have to select one-time purchase? And they're like, "This is," and who knows if this is true or not. But they're like, "Look, this is a creating a customer service issue," and so you know, "Hey, can you modify it to default to one-time purchase?" Yeah. Was that a case of like you know one person complained and we panicked, or we didn't
1: communicate it correctly? Um, that is, that's something we see commonly. And we, when we, this is actually the most, uh, probably the most insightful split test that we ran this year, uh, for brand seat to table. Um, they do, uh, kind of see obviously seat to table meal, uh, seafood, which is the idea of just seafood in e-commerce, buying seafood online just kind of sounds like a crazy idea, but they're leveling up to, uh, to sell it as subscription boxes. And this is a split test we ran. And I do believe that in this case, it's probably communicated, not, not the best. And if, um and also
0: you were trying really try to be quite uh uh quite neutral there you're like it was probably communicated not good opposite of good starts with bud yes
1: give it to my canadian roots here uh but although my roots are ukrainian i will always shout that out um but um i think one of the best ways i've heard this framed is you want to feel the make the customer feel stupid for not buying, for not subscribing and saving. so <laughs> it's not so you use your one time purchase as an anchor price and you say hey you can save 30 40 whatever percent and my job is not to give away your profit margins but um once you start thinking long term and start looking at oh 200 300% customer lifetime value increase okay well this is predictable revenue this is what our investors are asking for um it's It's really trying to outline it on the page as, hey, you'll get the perks, you'll get exclusive discounts, you'll get maybe exclusive products. Um, you'll get access to our cookbooks. you'll get if you prepaid for the year, you'll get access, you'll get this free product. Um, so I think, yes, communication on the product page once you opt them in uh, to subscribe and save, uh, it needs to be very clear that it's yes, the common objection is cancel anytime. But also you want to you do want to make it very easy to opt out. And the tests that we run and the results we've seen is that conversion rates are actually staying between both are staying completely flat. And we're lucky enough to work with a brand that was like, yeah, sure, let's see how this, how this pans out. However, once you opt people into subscribe and save, your subscription uh, sign up was 47% higher. And that's actually my biggest, uh, like that's my most recommended thing from twenty twenty like into 2023. If you're, if you're a subscription brand, Try running a split test. Opt people into subscribe and save. See what that does to your conversion rates. See what that does to your total checkout revenue. You'll see, oh, this is not actually deterring people from this. Um, see what happens to your same-day cancellations. Are people mistakenly opting, opting into this? Shopify is actually making that pretty difficult these days, too, because you still have to opt in with a box at checkout to say, yes, I understand this is a recurring payment. I understand that this is what I'm getting.
0: Oh, so there is like a double confirmation that happens. Okay. Uh, So the holidays are over, now what? You don't have to wait till Christmas to launch your next big sale. You can run profitable promotions all year long with Zipify Pages. Zipify Pages is a powerful landing page and sales funnel builder for Shopify merchants. Their impressive library of built-in templates gives you everything you need to launch better campaigns more quickly and for more profit without needing a designer or developer, and all templates are tested by a $165 million Shopify store, so you know they actually work. And you can use Zipify Pages for any page on your store. You can customize product pages, category pages, and home pages, so you can make a lot more sales. Plus, all pages are optimized for mobile, and built-in split testing helps you maximize your results. It's no wonder Zipify Pages is used by over 5,400 Shopify merchants. To kick off your new year with a free trial, go to Zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com K-U-R-T. And to give an unadvertised gift, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. Where are the, the common pitfalls here? Where do you see brands consistently going wrong with subscriptions? Like, what's that one common subscription mistake you see over and over that makes you want to scream?
1: There's, there. I think the big uh, question is, or the the big pattern I see is, a lot of brands are hampering their subscription growth by still fo- hyper focusing on acquisition and not thinking about retention as much. Because if you ask some a, a subscription brand owner, and this is kind of where we see seven figure brands stall, is um, instead of going, you know, growing their revenue, is okay, well what's your churn rate? What's your monthly churn rate? Uh, Actually, you know what? I don't really quite know that number off the top of my head, although they do know what their acquisition costs are. They're not really thinking about, oh, we're losing our most loyal, highest paying customers every single month. We know that it's more important it's easier cheaper to market to them. My favorite saying is your upcoming order is actually your most profitable marketing email you send every single month. Hmm. All you're really saying is, um, hey, um, here's a great example for this, Athletic Greens actually recently sent me, hey, here's a Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Thank you. No action needed. On your next order, here's this $10 free product if you order in the next, uh, or basically if your order falls into the next window. Um, All this email is really saying is spend $100 with us on Athletic Greens and you'll get this $10 product. And for me, it worked because I've already bought from Athletic Greens and it's um, and I understand what that product does. And all it's really trying to tell me is make sure to renew within this time frame versus for a new customer, it's trying to convert them wholesale. And that's really hard with that same offer. So again, the old marketing, and this is why I think subscriptions are not a fad because we know this uh, or I mean, I'm yet to know what the origin of this stat is, but um it takes it costs five times more to market to an exist uh, to a new customer versus an existing customer,
0: right, right. So, I said right. I have no idea what the source of, or if that is true.
1: But a, it, it makes sense, and b, we could Google it. Yeah, we could we could look it up. But that would make take all the fun up. So, um, so yes, I think the big mistake is yes, focusing too much, and this is what's slowing a lot of growth down, forgetting about churn. And um, if you start, uh, yes, and that, and the other more smaller kind of more tactical issue I see all the time is people trying to hide cancel cancellation flows or cancel buttons No, oh, or... that's not
0: that's a, such a it's Oof. not an optimization Oof. it's
1: a dark pattern Oof. one Oof.
0: is like you know, a dark pattern being a cursed optimization yeah. do
1: not do it it's this black hat version of trying to fool yourself that your cancellation rates are lower however your chargeback your customer service um everything just suffers and your customer lifetime value certainly takes a dip um if you're if you're employed those tactics um so yeah and that's that's kind of the big thing we see what separates like a really good subscription strategy from a one that just doesn't go anywhere is thinking about retention
0: when i, I log into a shopify store and I, I go to the analytics and i'll load it up for like 30 90 days and i w- look at those kpis and to me all i see is a math problem and for me it's okay which in this algebra equation which is the variable i want to change which one gives me the big impact and often for me it's average order value whereas everyone else is like well you know let's focus on conversion rate and there's so many factors in that I can't control and so I really I like AOV and it has these outside effects as a multiplier it sounds to me like all right so that's like one-time purchase once we move into subscriptions your equivalent of that. And obviously like average order value applies in subscriptions too. Oh, totally. Um but for you the number that you want to look at is churn rate. How many people am I losing each month and can I reduce that? And why why and can I reduce that? Exactly. Yeah, and why are they doing it? Why are these people leaving? So how do you uncover that answer? If I I can well give me any, give me some benchmarks. Give me a a, a range for like this churn rate give me a churn rate that
1: wouldn't scare you and a churn rate that would terrify you uh if your churn rate monthly isn't double digits and we're talking about and and this is a whole question of like well how do you calculate churn what it like is it on mrr is it on number of subscribers um is it sticker churn or is it revenue churn um so to me if it's if it's somewhere double digits that's scary if it's like if it's higher well yeah, or yes it's terrifying because <laughs> you're losing 100% of your subscribers within a year you have you could have serious pro- like uh, product market fit problems because customers are just churning out left right and center a decent one is somewhere between like ideally you want to be somewhere between 3 to 5 um and assuming again that your your subscription keeps growing but a lot of brands find themselves in kind of the 5 to 10% range and they're trying so hard to pedal to get their to to get growth and new customer acquisition to fix their churn rates that they're forgetting about well, why are customers canceling? What's the main reason? Is it too much? Is it they can't find the right plan, the right price plan, or the right frequency? And those are actually one of the big strategies around well, what makes a good retention strategy um, is providing good first of all good transparency on your communication and empowering your users. So upcoming order emails are really clear. Your customer portal is easy to access, and then f- second one is flexibility around your. Frequencies and pricing and pricing plans. And then the third one is is pampering. There's an occasional pampering of your subscribers because fundamentally, um, this uh, I really like, there's a book, um, there's kind of an OG book, The Membership Economy by Robbie Calman Baxter. And um, she was an ex-Netflix uh, exec uh, and worked there for a while. She uh, And she published a number of books on this topic about building a recurring revenue. She talks about this being a forever transaction. Well, if somebody signs up for your subscription, uh, for your subscription, when do you want them to leave? Well, probably never. Do you would want to think that? Well, okay. So you're trying to build a lifelong relationship with this person, and I just got married this summer, so I'm thinking my headspace is in that. So the reviews are still to be in. But um,
0: uh, you know, I my wife and I've been together ten years, and I we I recently left her a five star review, so I I
1: understand. <laughs> yes, it takes yeah, it takes a bit of time. I still need still need some feedback there. but uh, on the idea, the idea here is you want to build that relationship on in my mind transparency, flexibility and yeah, occasional pampering. So um, give me an example of pampering mm-hmm. example of pampering is giving think either a th- here's a thank you so a slide of greens a great example is here's a thank you gift for just being a subscriber. you have to do nothing here's a free gift on your next order. Um, another example is, hey, here's an actu- uh, an exclusive offer that Nova is literally is truly not available to anybody else. Here's a locked-off collection or locked-off product that we've just reserved for highest, longest-standing subscribers. Here is a free download that we thought of you, and here's a free download. Just go onto the website, and nobody else can get access to it. So these are occasional things that you drop in there. It's um, exclusives. That are exclusives, yeah.
0: Uh, the same tactic also, uh, we have a client, uh, Hoonigan, uh-huh. who has, they don't have subscriptions, they have a loyalty program, uh-huh. and it, we do very similar things with the loyalty program, Yeah. Um. and the more things we do, the more people are, like, on top of their points. Uh-huh. We'll get, like, customer service emails, they're like, hey, you know, I, you know, I don't want to miss out on this upcoming exclusive, and so I want to make sure that, like, I've got enough points, and we're like, you're good, I swear you're good, here's a screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, he, you you offering those exclusives and pampering simultaneously creates those those really loyal customers mm-hmm. um, and also identifies them like, yes. and rewards them. It is such a, a necessary thing if you really want to separate yourself from the crowd. Yeah. And then that creates the idea of like, well, especially, you know, in terms of retention, if I quit, if I cancel my subscription, you know, I'm going to lose out them. on some of these things. So Thanks. it's like it's goodwill, but then it also creates FOMO. That's Mm -hmm. not necessarily our intent. I mean, that's just human psychology,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and that's primarily like the whole operating idea on on how we've built our agency is like just being good to your subscribers. Like it's it's common sense, but a big part of my job is reminding brand owners is like these are your most loyal, highest spending, most profitable customers. When you do good things for them, they'll be good back. They'll be good to you. Like it's not it's not a crazy crazy idea. So um, yeah, so pampering with exclusives and an occasion yeah an occasional free sample of something. Um, we have we have a cheese subscription that we work with, and they do hey here's you know they have like this ripe and ready selection that just needs to go out every single month because she's the uh, obviously is a what's what's the word I'm looking for disposable product not disposable but it's got a peak freshness point. So they're just like hey if you're a subscriber you'll get a free sample of awesome artisanal cheese every single month. So, um, just log into your portal and find the one you want. So, um, that's small things like that.
0: Yeah. I love cheese. I live 20 minutes from Wisconsin. So, I have so much access to fabulous
1: cheese. What What is the name of this cheese box? Yes. You got to check out Cheese Grotto. Um, cheese the, Grotto? Yes. Cheese. I love Grotto. that name. Yeah. Uh, Jessica is a, is a fantastic entrepreneur. She's based out of New York uh, and she just dedicated her whole life to cheese. So, check. I thought I loved cheese and my wife. Make a lot of comments that I eat a lot of different kinds of cheese too often, um, and we typically need to have four or five pieces of cheese in the house. Uh, Is there a cheese intervention. I like a variety. Like I, you need I'm a saying.
0: primary cheese, like a smoked cheddar. Then you need an accent cheese, like a parmesan. You need a base cheese, like a mozzarella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could, We could do
1: twenty minutes on cheese che- if you really yeah. want to switch this up. This, <laughs> let's okay, that's a different podcast. We 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 could start a sideshow on that.
0: Ah! I'm so tired of losing revenue to abandoned carts and lapsed audiences. Mm. Hey, did you know anonymous shoppers who visit your store can't receive abandoned cart emails from Shopify? Pop quiz, my friends. What do Warby Parker, Dr. Squatch, and Blendjet all have in common? They all turn to retention.com to maximize their growth and reclaim that lost revenue.
1: It's money falling from the sky, and if you're not doing it, you're just leaving money on the table.
0: With retention.com's Reclaim solution, you can leverage industry-leading identity resolution technology to increase your SMS and email flow revenue by up to 10 times. Tona, we 10 xing our list, okay? Like 10x. Onboarding is quick and easy, and implementation takes just hours, not months. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to grow your Shopify store and reclaim lost revenue. Visit retention.com
1: to learn more and schedule your demo today. Retention.com. A long story short, it's, it's the free, it's, hey, if you're subscribed to this, uh, if you're part of this subscription, you'll get, log into your portal, find the free offer as a sample and just add it in. So exclusives again. The magic here is keeping
0: people subscribed and curbing churn. And we're doing it through by building authentic loyalty through well up front it's transparency. So we're gonna the risk here is I want to get out of this subscription. And <laughs> the dark the 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 Voldemort method would be like, all right, we're just gonna prevent you from canceling in any way, like can't lose subscribers if they have to cancel their credit card to end this mess. We don't want to do that. So instead, we want to earn their their authentic loyalty with like, all right, you know we do exclusives that are truly only for the people who have trusted us with a subscription. And so we've got transparency, flexibility, rewarding people. And then I, you mentioned good communication and figuring out the frequency. The So the good communication is like always is reminding people, right? Like, hey, your your next subscription is coming up. This is what you're getting. This is what
1: you want to do if you want to change it. Anything noteworthy there we should bring up? On the upcoming order emails, it's literally one of your most open, like order confirmation email, upcoming order email, one of the most highest open, highly inter- highest interactive, uh, interacted with email. And with an upcoming order email, it's like your job is to tell them how much is being charged, what they're getting, get them hyped up for this upcoming thing. So uh, good brands actually take, and it depends on your your fulfillment schedules and if you're fulfilling once a month, if it's a monthly box or uh, if it's coming up. Like, hey, here are items in your box. Here are recipes to go with the items in your box. Oh, okay. Yes. Also, or here is how to make the most out of your next upcoming order. And if everything looks good, just ignore this email. But if you want, here's a magic link that takes you directly to your portal and you can update... Delay, postpone, change the shipping address, change the billing, um, skip an order. One one hesitation that brands have is like, well, if we give them too much power in the portal, customers might cancel. We don't want this upcoming order to be a cancellation prompt. And your job at that point is, sorry to break it to if somebody wants to cancel, they will either cancel before your order or after the order is placed, and then we'll ask for a refund and you don't want that terrible brand experience good luck ever winning them back so your job is to give them any option that's better than cancel so pausing for an amount of time a delay a skip of an order changing of a frequency this is a big one um, and finding because one of the big mis- or kind of yeah mistakes i see is you set up a subscription program and you put your frequencies just like 1 month 2 months 3 3 month orders Um, which is, it just came with the app. It must be the best, the best solution. And then you think about, and then brands just never think about the consumption habits and you end up having, oh, this is a 12 jar of peanut, 12 jar pox of peanut butter. It's like who goes through 12 jars of peanut butter in every single, every single month? My issue
0: and my resistance to subscriptions and I've, I've tried them. I've tried to make it work because I, I love automation. And what is more automated than like I don't run out of a thing because it just keeps showing up. And so I tried this with like very obvious, you know, staples, uh, sundry goods. And I think the, the great example is kitty litter. And I like it drove me nuts. I could never get it right. And eventually, you know, my cat who's very picky had like his brand of kitty litter he had to have, right? Dr. Elsie's. Uh, and I could get the I always ended up with like either I'm out or I have two bags. And it drove me. I just I'm like, you know, I'll just cancel it. Because I can get it quickly anyway. Mm-hmm. So how do you get that frequency right? Because that's,
1: for me, that's the objection. That's, and to that's, that's actually really tough. Um, I think that the short answer is let the customer, basically give customer flexibility. Did they allow you to set a completely custom frequency? Like, hey, I want it actually every 32 days.
0: No, I didn't even know that. I don't think I've seen that.
1: Yeah, you you can. Um, I mean, the business, if it depends on the fulfillment, obviously, if they allow this, but now apps come with this out of the box. And uh, if you really want to you could build a custom solution on top of something like a recharge that allows you to do that, too. Um, So um, that to me is a big piece. Like, I think you can fundamentally, you can look, export your data, look at what the most common frequency is, look at what the most common frequency is for the highest customer lifetime values. And be like, oh, okay, so we can bake this into email and SMS onboarding. So once you sign up and say, hey, Kurt, um, you're getting all this awesome kitty litter stuff. And here are all the perks. Here's why you would never want to cancel with us. You, because you're getting all of these side perks. And you it's a lot cheaper than buying one time. Also, here's how to manage your portal. Here's how to set the perfect subscription frequency. We find that customers with you know two cats need this much, with three cats need this much, and with five cats need this much. Um, but if you ever need your own frequency, here's how to set it. So matching that consumption, that reorder, uh, frequency and the customer's consumption habit is, is a really big, is a really big conversion churn improvement factor, um, and really boost customer lifetime value because of that. And some brands will be like, well, you know what? we really need to tighten our payback period and we need them to order more than they need. And you can't really force a customer to do that. I'll be honest. Um, there are ways, and we talked about, um, like, okay, what are the more advanced tactics that you could get? And you you bring up a great point around average order value increase. Or in my mind, it's like, how do we get that reordering window shorter? How do we get customers to consume the product a little more? And that's really the only way you can do that, in my mind. Uh, or I'm, I'm open to ideas, but.
0: We've really nailed like reducing churn. We've got the frequency down. We need to be transparent and make it clear, hey, you can unsubscribe. Are there other...
1: Conversion tips here that we should be looking at for subscriptions, specifically on the conversion customer sign up side is yes. If you're opting, if you're if you're a consumable good, if you're selling one time and subscribe and save, if you, and if you make it quote unquote not to not to make the customer feel stupid, but make it a very clear choice that subscribe and save is the best way to buy from your business. There's no reason for it not to do it. Um, then so that's for consumables for things like curated boxes and memberships and things of that nature. Um, a big booster uh, for customer lifetime values and churn reduction is supri- subscribe or, sorry, prepay and save. So getting customers to prepay for a year of membership or a year of boxes and give them a, a good incentive to do that. Again, it's, and I don't like discounts. Um, I like free gifts. So, hey, if you prepay for the whole year, you'll get either free shipping and this free gift or just this free gift as a more loyal customer. Um, another thing is set that, prepaid option to auto renew at the end customer doesn't need to think about what what are they going to do a year from now you'll send them a proper upcoming order and it's like hey your subscription is due for a renewal decide what you want to do with it and hopefully by that time your product and your service and the trust that you've built with the customer over a course of a year has already uh, done that um is done that for you so um prepays pre-selecting prepays uh is is actually something that um i would i would recommend and again your results may vary, but split tests show that they don't in, don't impact churn or don't impact uh, conversion, but do boost your prepay opt-ins and average order value in that sense. Um, and the, the the funny thing is, if you think about um, software as a service in like the OG subscription companies that have been always recurring revenue, software as a service, the Looms, the Zooms, the Netflixes, um, the Looms and the Zooms, the looms, I yes. Um, what do they do? It's like, if you go in to sign up for their paid plan, they'll tell you, oh, it's $15 a month billed annually. They already are telling you they're opting you into a, a full year payment right up front. It's very easy to opt into month to month, but why would you want to? Cause you're, going to, you're basically going to save money.
0: And I know someone is going to be like, well, you know, yeah, that's the default choice, but I always switch it. Therefore everyone else does too. My favorite example of the effects of default choice. Uh, So this depends where you live, but in like Lake County, Illinois, I see so many white Teslas and I was like, what is the deal? Why is every Tesla but mine white? And the answer is because it's the default choice in the color picker when you order one. That's why they're all white. (laughs) And so every time you see a white one, be like, man, whatever I want people to do, I should just make that the default choice on my website.
1: I'm sure also that Tesla is prioritizing the most popular option first. If they're thinking about their website so it's possible that they're just like well this is it's kind of a chicken and egg is like this is the most popular one ordered so we're going to make it the most default one on the website um so it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy there probably but yes default option and then it's a, it's a great point of like oh um you see this in the real world because this even works on massive purchases um because at the end of the day it's just a person making a decision how yep yeah i mean if you're a real car nut and you're thinking about you know i need to get my tesla wrapped I don't really care about this, so I'm going to either skip this collar option, uh, but how how long do you spend uh, thinking about your car, uh, car collar? Probably as long as you think about, do I need this subscription box every one month or two months?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends on the person, but the point is you got to try. Are there other advanced tactics? Like, we've gone over a lot here, and, like, yeah, subscriptions, they're harder. You know, you, you got to wrap your head around it. They're not impossible, but are there some... Really advanced tactics that uh, if I'm like I'm already entrenched in subscriptions, everything you said is basic and obvious to me. give me give me the tough stuff,
1: yeah. um so if you're if you're looking to break into eight figures and and, and further, it's like, okay, listen, we've got good customer acquisition. We've got good subscription basics here. Um one really, really cool thing that uh, we've played around with this year was creating flexibility around talking about frequency, but also flexibility around pricing plans. Um, so creating a step, a really good step down plan, um, as a membership. So for example, think of it, this is part of your cancellation flow. And if you want to cancel a subscription, um, providing a membership option that is say $10 a month, but it gives you $10 back in, in cashback every single month. And then you can use that cashback at any point with the store. Um, And you also get still access to all of the perks that a subscriber would. So it tells you, hey, instead of cancelling, opt into this basically zero risk, cash $10 back, spend $10 a month, get $10 back. And so, because you still at some point want to purchase from the brand and use that cash anyhow on something, on a one-time purchase product, uh, that being one of the good cancel mitigation tactics uh, is creating a really good flexible step up, but also step down plans. Um, And another thing I would talk about is And you see this from really good subscription about Athletic Greens, the Mudwaters. What is the first starter kit that they send you? Well, part of the first starter kit in the unboxing experience is, hey, here's this shaker for the Athletic Greens to make it a part of your daily routine. Or here's this latte milk frother so you can use it and use our product more often to make it more enjoyable more often. So here are the tools that you need to make this subscription consumption a lot more, just a lot better. Um, and um, same thing with, uh, I really like with Mutt Water, what they do as part of their unboxing experience, once you open the box, on the face facing piece of the, uh, kind of the back of the lid, as you open it, it faces towards you. It's the recipe on how to make it really easily. Um, and it's like, hey, here's the most popular recipe that everybody enjoys. Like 80% of our uh, people drink it as a latte. Here's the recipe. Um, so building tactics like that into to increase consumption habits, um, is really, really, uh, can be really, really powerful too. Again, extending customer lifetime value, um, getting people to reorder more often.
0: We're coming to the end of our time together. There are many apps you can use to run subscriptions on Shopify. Which are your preferred solutions? Which ones don't suck? <laughs>
1: um, so, and it's again, like dealing with, like picking your children. Um, and obviously we work with all apps. I'll put a. What about uh, as that? Our, the biggest app we work with is actually ReCharge just because they have so much of the market share. But there are a number of really good up and coming apps that uh, we've either switched people to or we've worked on onboarding them onto. Um, I would highly put... Uh, so if you're thinking... Uh, I, I hate recommending a replatforming because people think that this is going to be a solution to all my problems. And sometimes if it enables some kind of purchasing behavior or um, that is like kind of Game changing for your brand. If it's like you never had a good build, build a box and now you need a really good build a box, um, or your customer support's just dying and you're losing customers left, right, and center because customers can't get a hold of their portal uh, because accounts on Shopify are a total mess and with all of it. Um, so I would put it so I would call out uh, Atomic App, um, Skio, uh Rodeo, and Smarter. Those would be like the new the new kids on the block that I'd say are really doing cool, innovative things um, that we've worked with uh, would work with them, and um I would put put it on people's radars, yeah,
0: all right. I will include all of those in the show notes along with cheese Grotto, the book yes. forever transaction, subta yeah, and of course, the good subscription agency good subscription dot
1: agency. yeah,
0: and that's the best place to go to learn more about you.
1: Yes, totally. Check out our website. And if you're a podcast listener, we are doing a little Kirk promo. So if you go to goodsubscription.agency forward slash Kirk, you'll get 10% off your first month with GSA and that discount never expires.
0: Tech nasty. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, wonderful. All right, Mr. Rudnick, uh, this has been illuminating. You clearly, clearly, you know what you're doing. Um, and I, I I appreciate the time. I'm, I got a, a new new lease on looking at subscriptions which previously you know, really kind of made me tear my hair out as like this necessary you know dark horse revenue tactic and I'm like I like it I know it it's a necessary evil but oh man is it tough to mess with You're like here you lay it out I'm like okay this seems much more accessible um they have a much better 10,000 foot view here of the way to approach it but more so when I look at other people's subscriptions now, when I'm like trying to purchase for myself and I see them doing it wrong, it's going to drive me doubly crazy because now I've I've seen behind the curtain.
1: Yeah, yeah. You will not unsee the seams again.
0: Andre Rudnick, uh, goodsubscription.agency. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me on, Kurt.
0: The unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Loop. Loop is a returns management platform that makes returns profitable and stress-free for you and your shoppers. Loop offers automated returns, exchanges, and store credit options to lower costs and increase revenue. Do You wanna offer at-home pickup or boxless drop-offs? Need to lower return costs or increase repeat purchases? How about all of the above? That's what's possible with Loop. Loop delivers customized returns management solutions for Shopify merchants of all sizes, like Studs, Princess Polly, code epoxy to turn returns into returning customers find out why thousands of shopify merchants choose loop to manage their returns at loopreturns.com that's loopreturns.com